Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. my dream to interview each and every woman who wants to be on the show. And then I'd like to encourage those who feel shy or don't think they have anything worthwhile that it's okay and let's have a conversation anyway. Being vulnerable is a good thing. Just ask Brene Brown. I think we all have much to say, to share, and to learn from. Our guest this week, Arlana, demonstrates this beautifully. She is a strong woman on the move. She has big ideas and she pursues them. These are deeply rooted in her faith. I want to say a word about that. On this show, each woman gets to be exactly who they are without apology. There is no agenda being pushed here, no subtle goal to get you on a different journey from the one you are already on. I want you to really get that. More than anything, I want you to feel invited, welcomed, and included. If that is ever not the case, by all means, let me know. And now, my conversation with Arlana. Arlana, she is this week's guest. When I think of her, I am instantly at peace because this is something she exudes abundantly. Being around her, you feel seen, heard, and loved. She is strong, but in a way that is gentle and unassuming, humble, passionate, dedicated. More good words that help paint the picture that is Arlana. Let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Arlana. Hi, it's so nice to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. All right, let's dive right into getting to know you. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Well, uh, you used one of them, which is I consider myself very passionate. And that passion is, um, I think, a beautiful thing because it helps other people. Um, I would say another word to describe myself would be uh, kind. Mm. And another word to describe myself would be determined. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. I love this part of the show where people, you know, have to kind of think about it for a minute. But I mean, those are spot on. Those are you plus a million other words. But those are really succinct and really, really help amplify and describe who you are. I love that. Okay, Arlana, your favorite movie of all time. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. You might have more than one, but just something that comes to mind. And if I ask you this tomorrow, you might have a different answer. Yeah. I, so, when I was really young, was so in love with The Star is Born. <laughs> and I can't tell you if it's my favorite because I don't know that I have a favorite, but right. I just loved the, I think the passion 
um, that was involved in that movie for music, for love, for overcoming, for helping people. So that's what comes to mind as we speak in this yes. moment. Okay, which version are you speaking of? The the old one. The oh no, the second one. The uh, Streisand and um, Chris Christopherson. Okay, okay. Because in actuality, I could be mistaken, and I can Google this, but I believe there are four versions. Oh, really? And I believe the Barbara Streisand version is version number three. Three. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, that's the one I'm most familiar with. Yes. I don't know of the two prior yes. to that. But just such a passionate, you know, they had their problems and it was crazy and all that. But there was so much passion yes. for what they believed in, you know? Yes. I have the record. I have the record. I still have the record. Oh, I still have it. I love those songs. Yes, it was yes. really wonderful. Wonderful. I never have seen the first two. I feel like I don't need to. I feel like I started with the best one. And then did you see that the, the more recent one from a year ago? I did. I saw it. And um, I like the first one better just because it's history, you know, and it was part of my growing up and all of that. But I'll tell you the music and oh, that oh. gave me goosebumps. I mean, even talking about it right yes. now, I have goosebumps. It was just oh, absolutely phenomenal. That song, Shallow, is just yes, crazy good. It is crazy good, that song. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, Sina, I'm so glad I asked that because I, that I would not have expected you to answer in this way. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you later what I thought you were, were going to say. Okay. So when you were a girl... What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, it would depend on what age. Okay. Give um, me a couple examples. <laughs> when, um, when I was, I was really young, I started horseback riding when I was about four years old yeah. and I wanted to be a jockey. But by the time I was six, I was already too big to be a jockey. Oh. So I had to scratch that off the list. And then I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals and, and the horses um, and I think that my life has just sort of unfolded like that. There have been these beautiful opportunities to do amazing things that I never set out and said, this is what I'm going to be. This is right. what I'm going to do. Right. But I've had so many amazing opportunities to do really, really lovely, special, wonderful things. So I love that. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, it's almost a, mosa a mosaic or something like mm -hmm. that where it's, it's you know, depends on the time and the age and the stage and all that. Right. And, and you are a very accomplished woman in, in every area that I can think of. So I'm not surprised you. that you started out with a real love for, you know, horses and wanting to be a part of that world. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like it's um, a mosaic, but for me, it's the, a mosaic in the form of a kaleidoscope. Ooh. So, you okay. know, stained glass window kaleidoscope, mm -hmm. you know, it's beautiful, the light shines through, mm -hmm. but it changes when you turn the kaleidoscope, and yes. I've always just had an affinity for that metaphor. Oh my gosh. Do you know that I almost used the word kaleidoscope? <laughs> really? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. that. That is so great. See, I'm learning more about you, which brings us to, you're going to tell me three things about yourself. This is called two truths and a lie. Two of the things will be true. One will be the lie. 
And I have to guess which one is not true. It doesn't matter what order you say them in. Obviously, three things, and I'm going to guess which one is not correct. Okay. Um, three things, two true and one not true. Um, I've been to Israel five times. Um, I love water sports. And I love caring for people. Ooh. Okay. Well, I know you love caring for people. So that I just throw that one right out because to me, <laughs> that is so true. That just like epitomizes who you are is caring for others. So I know that's true. So now we've got loving water sports and going to Israel five times. Okay. Here's the thing about the Israel one. Like, I believe you've been there, but it could have been like four times or six times or whatever. And so that one has me a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of a question mark there. Water sports. I don't recall ever having a conversation with you regarding water sports, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you're not like a practically a pro surfer in your free time. I mean, I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the water sports. Oh, well, you're close, but your your thinking on Israel was more accurate. I I have been twice. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to have gone five times, but I haven't made that yet. Okay, okay, that's great. You've been twice, which is incredible. Yes. In in and yes. of itself. Okay, which leads us to the water sport. Tell me what water sports you like. Well, I am a water person. So when my mom was a lifeguard, so as oh. soon as we um, were walking, we were swimming. Oh, so we always so had a swimming pool. So water, horses and water were my thing. Oh, that's and great. So, <laughs> so I have uh, uh, surfed, I've water skied, oh. I've paddle boarded, I've, I don't know, what else is there? Um, Boogie board? <laughs> oh, boogie board <laughs> all, all the time. Um, I can't think of anything else, but I, I love the water and I, I love competitive sports. Um, my, my competition was more in the equestrian you know, area, but um, I, anything to do with the water, I'm on it. Oh, I love hearing that. And you actually live near water, which is wonderful. We so do, yeah. You get to partake really nice. of it and, and very close by. That's great. Oh, I just love hearing that. All right. As women, we, you know, we struggle with worth. We get mixed messages about worth. We listen to lies about ourselves, either from others and sometimes just from ourselves about our worth. So how do you counteract, you know, the many mixed messages we start receiving from the time we're very little girls up through today? How do you counteract that? How do you, where do you ground yourself in your own sense of worth? You know, it's been, um, I'm sure as with, with most women, it's been a process for me um, and, you know, growth over time. Um, when I was a girl, I mean, I'm tall, I'm big, I'm strong, but I was always the tallest girl, which never bothered me, but I was also always the biggest girl. And so that, um, that whole, you're not um, the right size, 
motif has um, followed me throughout my life and, mm-hmm. and my weight has been an issue. And so that was, was and has been my, um, my uh, Achilles heel as far as that worth, worthlessness type of thing. And mm-hmm. so I always felt like um, if, I, if I was beautiful enough or if I was skinny enough, then I had more value. So, right. you know, as you mature, you learn, you grow, you, you know, you go through different things. And um, the weight's always going to be a struggle for me because that's just my DNA. It's the way I'm built, and that's fine. But knowing that, um, and this is a recent um, self-understanding, say within the last, seven years, I'd say, where I realized that for the first time, I realized that I wasn't worthless. Uh And within that realization comes all these other pieces, you know, kind of, again, the kaleidoscope thing of, well, I'm not worthless, so I'm beautiful at any weight. Right. And I'm smart regardless of what anybody says. Right. You know, and so I felt like, pieces of the kaleidoscope that were never in focus, even though I was successful, I was, you know, strong and powerful. I I was accomplished in so many things. I still had this small little voice, you know, telling me, but no, you're really not, you know, you're you're really worthless. And so once that, um, that sort of coalescing of everything came together, um, I was, you know, going, Oh my gosh, I'm not worthless. Yes. Whoa. Oh my gosh. And it it took me, you know, probably a year and a half to really believe and understand the truth of not being worthless. Right. You know, when I was, it was 40 something, Mm -hmm. you know, it was was 46, 45, 46, something like that. Right. Um, And so from that point of understanding that and knowing that to be true in the core of my, um, my bones, so many other things have been able to surface that were hidden before because I was working too hard to prove that I'm really not worthless. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. So now I'm, I'm comfortable, um, with myself. I, I'm happy with myself. I believe in myself, but you know, it took 40 some odd years to, Believe it. Right. And it it certainly is my hope that we could, you know, reach back to the younger women and kind of, you know, I don't even know what, speak into this issue some and just let them know you're right now, just as you are, you are enough. Absolutely. You are more than enough. Absolutely. And to not believe the lies that were told and sold. Right. We're not just told them, we're sold them too. It it takes, and you're right, it is a process, but once you kind of reach a certain point, the point you're you're describing, it's kind of like there's no going back. You might have like an off day or whatever, but you're never going to fully return to the, the lies. Absolutely. And and you can recognize the lies, you know, in a, in a, a a more um, intuitive way and in a more direct way that um, I, I call it for myself personally, it's like, are you going to take the bait? You know, (laughs) there's this little carrot here that you're less than, or you're this, or you're that. Are you going to take the bait, Arlona? And um, I've matured enough to find that 
a large percentage of the time I don't. Sometimes I do, and then I say, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, yeah. you took the bait. You know, and so then I, you know, pick myself up and keep on going. Right. But um, about about the younger women and about the girls, um, I won't say that I always had a passion for that, but that always found me. And so, oh. um, the horseback riding took me to, as an adult, to founding a a nonprofit that worked with youth and horses. And oh. that nonprofit ended up being mostly young girls, you know. Oh, wow. And so I was able to speak truth to help them overcome their fears and that kind of thing. And then a little bit further down the line, um, along sort of on the, the outskirts of that nonprofit, I started visiting um, young girls in juvenile hall. And mm-hmm. I had the highest offenders um, in juvenile hall, some who were scheduled to go into adult prison. Mm-hmm. And I got to speak truth into them in the midst of complete insanity, in the midst of of broken laws in the midst of family shame in the midst of, you know, all the things that you can imagine can happen to, um, a young girl that would enter up in juvenile hall. So that was such a blessing for me to see what speaking truth and empowerment into a young woman can do just very beautiful. The difference you can make with with, yeah. with words, and, words and and showing up, being present yep. and showing up and being there and letting them yes. know, you know, I see you, I hear you, I'm here. Exactly. Yes, I believe in you. That's so beautiful, Arlana. I have forgotten you've done that kind of work. That's incredible. Yeah. I want, and we're going to get back to some of that in a minute. Okay. What's one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? I, f- I feel like, you know, we have these different little nuggets of wisdom at the ready. At least I do. And, and is there one that comes to mind that you'd like to share with us? Yes. And I, I love this and I smile about this often. And it happened in seminary with one of my professors that remains very, very special to me. And he said, if it's too good to be true, it's the gospel. (laughs) Oh, wow. I've never heard that before. I had never heard it before, but I said, I'm going to own that because of, you know, the way that the Lord blesses us and, you know, how things happen and you go, how did that happen? And, you know, you and I know how it happened, but that is my my sweet spot and my great advice piece is if it's too good to be true it's the gospel i love that i absolutely love that all right thank you for sharing that with us because that that's going to be one that i'm going to put in my back pocket also the last fun thing you did what was the last fun thing you did it could be a really simple like you just sat in a chair and had a cup of tea and that was the last fun thing you did or it could be you know wildly fun i don't know Yeah, I'll say the last super fun thing I did, which was um, last weekend, was that I went to L.A. on Friday, and I spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with my elder son, his wife, and my first grandbaby, who was um, just nine months old now. And so we just hung out. We, you know, ate too much great food. We laughed. We, you know, we went to the park. We just oh. had such a lovely, lovely, lovely time. So that is high on the list of yes. really fun, really awesome something that happened recently. Oh, that's beautiful. And L.A., that's not too terribly far. 
Right. No, it's That's not, not bad. too bad. All right. So now we are going to kind of dive into some of the topics you wanted to cover. And we've got a lot of great stuff here. And so I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you want to unfold it, but here's maybe a way we can start it is it's kind of funny that I, 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 I don't want to say I assumed this, but I thought your favorite movie of all time might be The Wizard of Oz. And tell us why I thought that. <laughs> it's so funny, um, Rachel, that you said that because it wasn't even on my radar, probably because it's like breathing. You know, The Wizard of Oz and everything about it is like breathing to me. So it's like, okay, well, I'm breathing. So what else is there? Right. <laughs> so, um, but yes. Um, the Wizard of Oz, the movie and the whole theme is really special to me. I started watching The Wizard of Oz once a year when I was yes. four, which is when I realized that it, it was available to watch. And at that time, it was only on once a year. So I had to muscle my brother to have the TV to watch <laughs> it. And I was so excited, you know, just giddy and all of that stuff. So, um it, yeah, The Wizard of Oz, super special. And it's been a lifetime super special for me. Um, and so I'll let you lead wherever you want to go with that. Um, but, yeah, super special. Okay, so let's start with... Now, I, I know this is, I, like, I want to call it a movement. I don't know if it's a nonprofit or, like, a, a, a group or just a theme that you use, Ruby Red Slippers. So start start there and tell us wh why that was selected, what that means to you, what it is, other, okay. than, other than Dorothy's Shoes. Sure. Um, well, it is in the process of becoming a nonprofit, so that's in the works. Um, and it is um, looking at women's journey down the yellow brick road. Um, mm -hmm. All of us have it, however we choose to name it, call it, but um, we are all on this journey. And as a child, the journey was really meaningful to me. Um, and then, of course, I didn't understand why, but as I you know, matured and grew, I, I understand the, the deep meaning of what it was for me. And it was that... Um, Dorothy, you know, she was at home. She didn't feel valued. She didn't feel like anybody paid attention to her. She wanted to run away and, you know, find whatever it was that she was looking for. Mm. And, you know, she got caught up in the, the dream or the, the tornado and landed in some strange place. But while she was on her journey in some strange place, she um, had people show up to help her. Mm. She... Um, had guidance from unexpected areas. Um, she had a determination to find her way home. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and there were bad things that happened there. You know, there were the, the, the wicked witch uh, of the West. There were, there was the tree that threw apples. There were, there was the dark, creepy forest. Um, but she always had these, the helpers, she had the courage coming along with her. She had the brains coming along with her. She had the heart coming along with her. Mm -hmm. And then there was the sort of the fairy godmother watching over her from afar. And I feel like that's, um, for me, that that's our life. We, mm -hmm. you know, we're on the road doing stuff and here comes the, you know, the apple somebody throws from the tree, you know, trying to hit us and trip us up. And, and then, you know, we have the, the fairy godmother that is, you know, kind of saying, hey, go over there, you know, watch out. So, yeah. um, so the, 
the idea of um, ruby red slippers for me is that um, we all have the power to find our way home within us. And for me, as um, as a, a person that um, believes in Jesus and that is is a um, a chaplain and you know other titles that go along with that, I believe that finding our way home is finding our, our way to Jesus mm-hmm. and that we already have everything that we need within us, but we don't yet realize it. So mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, Dorothy's clicking her ruby red slippers together saying, you know, um, there's no place like home. There's no place like home to try and get back home. And then the balloon goes off, but the good witch says, you know, you had everything you needed all along. (laughs) And Dorothy's like, Oh man, you know? And so as we, as women are on our journey, um, we have everything that we need, you know, when, when we, um, for those that are, that are believers that, that, you know, God provides. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the importance of knowing, um, knowing that and knowing how to lean into that is part of what, um, the Ruby red slippers foundation is about, and it's part of um, of learning that um, we're strong, we're powerful, we're, we're dynamic. We have the heart, we have the courage, we have the brains. You know, we have everything that we need to do our calling, whatever that calling may be. Right. Okay. So that's kind of okay. So that's going to be the nonprofit, and that's going to be sort of the umbrella under which you are doing a lot of other yes. really cool things. So let's talk next about um your book yes let's talk next about that okay um there there are several um, books in the works but the first book is going to be a devotional okay and um it's sort of um sort of fell into place as those kind of things do um and i i went when i was growing up my dad um, he was an engineer and we always had a dark room so, and he was really into photography. And so we would develop pictures and film and everything at home and I'm kind of creative. And so I would mount them and then at horse shows, I would take pictures and I would sell the pictures and all that kind of stuff. So photography oh, has okay. always been part of my life. Don't laugh at me like that. No, I, I, I'm just learning all this cool <laughs> stuff about you. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are just full, so, full of so much incredible history. I'm just like... I'm mining. I'm mining it all. This is great. <laughs> and so um, when I started um, dating my husband, um, whenever we would spend time together, I would take pictures of sunsets. And so I have all of these amazing pictures of sunsets on my phone. And then I just decided to create a book just of those sunsets. And it just hit me that I've been wanting to write a devotional for a really long time, but this is the devotional. The devotional is to spend a moment quietly looking at a sunset, looking at this book of sunsets with, you know, these, these words of encouragement with peacefulness with the Lord, thinking about what words mean and light means. And so Um, the first book is a short devotional. It's 30 days, um, but it's 30 days of slow down and look at the sunset Mm -hmm. wherever you are in the world. Look at the sunset. Mm -hmm. 
and the beauty in that moment and the thankfulness that we get to see another sunset and the blessings that we have and the overcoming abilities that we have. So, um, that's, that's the first book and, and there'll be a, a hashtag to go along with it. Hashtag 30 sunsets. And, um, that'll evolve into some, some social media interaction of, um, if people want to share their sunsets or if they have a thought about sunsets and the stillness and the peacefulness, um, involved in really slowing down, you know, what does it take really, you know, 15 minutes for the sun to, you know, to really go down and all the beauty that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's the first step. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. I love that you, you, you have this really rich history that I had no idea about it. My, you know, obviously my laughter was coming from a place of happiness and giddiness and joy. (laughs) Just hearing like, oh, I didn't know that about you. That's so fun. That's so fun. Okay, so we've got a devotional book that's in the works, and then you've got some other books potentially in the works. So how is Ruby Red Slippers, like, what does that look like? What is the work that is being done uh, other than the book? Uh, yes. Other under you know under that under that sort of uh, name so to speak. Yeah. Um, well, I've um, I've had I've had ruby red tripper ruby red slippers retreats um, oh. for women. I've um, spoken a, a ruby red uh, slippers talk that I have to I guess about eight thousand women have heard it now. It's been over over some years, but I was a certified speaker for a, a women's group that um I spoke all over California and um Arizona. So about eight thousand women have heard that. I've um, I've taught it in juvenile hall. Um I've taught it to a program that um uh, ministers to um to homeless women. Um, so the the idea is, and sort of the the rollout, um, for lack of a better word in my head right now, is um, soul care for women on the move. Mm. And the idea of soul care, sort of soul care, self care, and they're sort of synonymous because as you're as you're taking care of your soul, you're caring for yourself, and as you're caring for yourself, you're taking care of your soul. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, it's about creating that time for yourself and it's about having someone come alongside you and sort of shine the light, you know, like Dorothy had, you know, the, the characters that came alongside her. Um, and, and just to, to, um, go deeper with the, the initial question of, you know, what are, how do we get past the, the lies? How do we get past Mm -hmm. the, um, the things that are elusive and we think are true, you know, and this, um, this soul care for women on the move, you know, we're, you, you're, you're doing your thing. I'm doing mine. And on all of us have a thing that we're working to do, whether it be, you know, right now, um, homeschooling our children and right. trying to work at the same time. I mean, that's women on the move, you know, <laughs> yeah. preg- pregnant women in the midst of this, um, you know, this pandemic that we're experiencing, you know, that's women on the move. And so it's um, very broad, but very, very personal in the same breath, because it can touch and reach sort of each woman 
um, very, very deeply and, and just talk about, you know, um, what do you need? How, how do you care for your soul? And, um, you know, obviously for me, um, caring for the soul for me personally is a, a deep, deep relationship with the Lord. Um, and, um, recharging and replenishing myself there and then going out and, and giving what I have, sharing mm-hmm. what I have and, mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of the terminology of blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we're blessed is right. to share it. Right. Now, uh, you mentioned a, a Latin phrase. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to even try it. Cura, is it cura? Cura. Cura animada. Cura animada. Cura animada. And that is the care of souls. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's my, my calling as caring for people, you know, caring for for people um, that are hurt and, and, and suffering and, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I look back and I just smile because, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you're doing. You're just doing it. And I was, as I said, by the time I was, you know, six or seven, I was too big to be a jockey. So people always thought I was older than I was. And there were times where I'd be riding my horse around the arena and adult women are saying, well, I don't know, what should I do? And I'd say, well, you know, I don't know, try this. <laughs> and so many times later, they'd come back and say, like, are you really 10? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm really 10. They're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so there was just this, you know, and they, they say about um, caregivers, whether it's caring for souls or, you know, people that go into therapy, that, that you know, the caring um uh, industry is that you were caring from the time you were able to communicate and, and that was me. So, um, I feel like that caring for souls, um, was there. It was part of me and I didn't understand it, but I grew to understand it. And so I feel like that's, um, one of the gifts that I've been blessed to have and to hopefully share with other people. Um, so, and when you say your call started at four years old, is that sort of what you're referring to? Well, the call, um, yeah, the call to the understanding of the journey with the yellow brick road and, and that whole thing was when I was four. Oh, wow. And so, you know, by the time I was really six and seven, people would ask me at school, what should I do about this? And what about this? And what about that? And Um, I always seem to have some answer that made sense to them. Um, so I think that it was one of those things that was natural for me and then evolved, you know, as I matured and had more understanding of, um, of that kind of thing. Now, did it ever strike you as odd that people were sort of magnet, you know, drawn to you to, to ask you these things? I mean, did you ever at one point go, it's really weird how people come to me and ask me stuff or it was just like second nature. It was um, just second nature. I never thought about it until, and this is probably 10 or 12 years ago, my mom and I had gone to Palm Springs to do some bike ride. And I think we signed up for the 25-mile ride. And so we we finished the ride. (laughs) And so I'm leaning up against some posts, and people would say, well, now where should I go for this? What should I do about this? 
I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't even have biking clothes on. You know, I had some shorts <laughs> and a big T-shirt, you know. So my mom looked at me and she said, why are they coming to you and asking you? She's that's like the 15th person that's come to ask you what they're supposed to do and where they're supposed to go. And I said, I have no idea. And so that's the way it's always been. Um, and I've never spent time thinking about it, but until that moment, I never even thought that, Oh my gosh, people come and ask me stuff. I never, it never even entered my, right. my realm of thought. Because it had been such a part of your world that it right. didn't occur to you that other people are being asked on an ongoing basis, what should I do about this? Where's this? Yeah. yeah. And that's a gift, Arlana. I mean, clearly, yeah. that's a gift. Wow. Okay, let's talk about wine, cheese, and the word. This just sounds like so much fun. Wine, cheese, and the word. Yes. So I was walking my dog on the bluff one morning and just, you know, saying, okay, Lord, what's the next thing? And what you want me doing and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden I just said, wine, cheese, and the word. <laughs> and I was texting another friend, words of morning encouragement, you know, sharing back and forth. And I text her and said, if I did wine, cheese, and the word, would you come? She's like, oh my gosh, yes, I would. So that was the beginning of wine, cheese, and the word. And what wine, cheese, and the word is, is women coming together to celebrate one another, to uplift one another, to laugh together, cry together if that's what comes up, um, to share wine, to share, to share cheese, and to share the word of God together. Mm -hmm. So um, I had the launch for wine, cheese, and the word on September 26th of um, this year, this past month. Okay. And we had a blast and I will do them quarterly next year, um, starting in January. And if there is need be for a, a virtual um, option for that, I'm, I'm happy to set that up. Uh, I'll do it that way. But we just, you know, we sat, we laughed, we looked at the beach, we ate too much food, um, but it was all about coming together in, in the name of the Lord. We shared um, prayer requests and um, just uh, came together to uplift one another. So did you have a like even the uh, semi-structure in mind going in or was it like 100% just open? Meaning, well, meaning it, there was some structure to it. I okay. had, um, I had the the people that I invited to this first one were, were part of my inner circle, and they know me well. They've known me, one of them, for 25, 27 years. So they're longtime people that know me, understand me, believe in me, and trust me. So I wanted to have them together to tell them some of the things that I shared with you about where um, God is leading me with this. Um, women's ministry and soul care for women on the move. So I, um, I had a, a rough outline of things that I wanted to present to them and talk to them about and share, um, in the future, it will be more, <clears throat> excuse me, more of a, a word, a verse, um, and to, um, to talk about that and to come together about that. And I would send out some general information about topics and thoughts first. Um, but the, but the launch one was for um, 
more to have my prayer team and and those people come together to hear where I was and to um, to keep me in prayer about it. Well, it sounds like it was a big success, and you already know what you want to uh, you know what you want to repeat, and the idea of making it sort of thematic and then giving the women something to think about before they get there is also. Uh, great, you know, as, as a woman who would go to sort of, you know, I don't want to say be prepared, but, you know, it's it's, it's nice to, like, get, you know, ponder and give some thought to right. what's going to be discussed. That's right. Okay. And I want you to tell us about something you served there that was very special. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Uh, have always wanted to do this and I've had lots of um, business adventures in my um, my life and so I always wanted to have a private label wine and so I um, had created a uh, ruby red slippers wine uh, or Merlot, a more Merlot and a white wine Ooh. and so I introduced it um, at our little wine cheese and the word gathering so um, that's super exciting for me, and I've, I've given a couple of bottles away to um, super special people, of which you'll be receiving one. <laughs> um, so I was just so excited about that because like, I always wanted to do it, and I said, you know what? Now's the time. Now is the time to do this. So it's a Ruby Red Slippers wine. That That is incredible because you know what? You're like you're – I don't know if you read the Dream Big book – by Bob Goff. But I haven't read it yet. Yeah, and you don't need to really because you're already doing it. You're already doing <laughs> everything in it. You're just like you're. You're like why? Nothing has to stop me unless God puts a roadblock. Right. I can. Mm-hmm. I can do a wine. I can create a nonprofit. I can help women. I can go to juvenile hall. I can. Like you can. You can do yeah. all those things because you tell yourself you have the vision. It's given to you. You just go. You just right. go. And I think so many more of us need to be more that way. We just need to just do it. And, you know, we're going to have little missteps and little failures, but who cares? I mean, really, who cares? And I think for me, the hard part was that I'm, I said determination and I'm used to like, okay, this is the idea. Let's go make it happen. Do this, do that, you know, and I, and I love starting with nothing to me it's like art you get to create Mm -hmm. this this Mm -hmm. new thing Mm -hmm. and so that was never the issue what was the issue during these last say five years was waiting to know when I was supposed to Mm -hmm. do I just got goosebumps Mm -hmm. chills to do the next thing and being patient and just almost daily saying, okay, today's the day I'm going to have the idea that you want me to do, Lord, you know, because I'm the charge, go. (laughs) But then I'm also the one that's like, sit down with me, let's talk, how can I help you, you know? Right. So to have been patient and not, charged off into a direction that wasn't the calling was really, really, really hard. Right. It takes, it takes discipline and it really takes the trust. Like, okay, it doesn't feel like now's the time. I I kind of liken it to 
like breadcrumbs, you know, like yes. he, he kept leaving little breadcrumbs, yes. more little breadcrumbs, and then maybe a, a piece of bread. And then yes. a little while later, maybe a baguette. And you just yeah. keep going and it's more bread. And all of your sudden he clears the way and you, yes. you are like, yes, thank you. You know, green yes. light, let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So also, um, I think you have a verse, don't you? That That is kind of, it is like at the core of, of everything you do and who you yes. are and how you identify. Yes, I do. And this verse, it came to me at um, the beginning of seminary and it is Psalm 119.11 and it says, I've hidden your word in my heart. Mm that I do not sin against you. And mm -hmm. so for me, having his word in my heart is all I need because if I've got that, I have everything I need. Mm -hmm. And so that um, is really moving to me and, and just the power of words in general. Okay. Yes. Now I have his word in my heart and then I can use his word to, uplift other people to empower other people to encourage other people to you know all mm -hmm. of those those other words share empathy and and all of that and so i think that um that's part of wine cheese and the word because words are so powerful for mm -hmm. good and for bad they're yes. so powerful and they're part of the lie you know you should be thinner you should be this you should be yes. that they're all words Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yes, that's a foundational verse for me. Psalm one nineteen eleven. I've hidden your word in my heart. Beautiful. And you also mentioned in our pre-talk that uh, this, it all started with the word. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yes, when when you know you open the Bible, the first thing that's happening is God speaking. And before there was any form of anything, God spoke it into being. And so for me, that is, is just a really, really big, big, big statement about the importance of words mm -hmm. is that before anything happened, he spoke and the words created things. And then he said it was good. Mm -hmm. um, and then he spoke more things and he said it was good. And then when he made us, he said it is very good. And so just the power of, of words and um, how they can, you know, build and create and do and, you know, conversely destroy and harm and, and create pain. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that words are um, super special and I know you have an affinity I you know, for words, words too. Love I them. love words. I just, <laughs> and it's, it's just so cool and so fun. And I have to tell you, um, my husband loves words too. So he'll say something and I'll say, Oh, that was a good one. He's like, yeah, you <laughs> met your match. I'm like, no, you met your match, you know, <laughs> because words are super important to him too. So we, you know, we banter a lot with words, but they're just so fun. Yes. So amazing. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to say that we didn't quite cover or any final thoughts or words? I, I just want to say a little bit more about 
um, sort of the rhythm of, of light, um, and the, the rhythm, the rhythm of, um, of twilight and the rhythm of, um, how light plays in our life. Um, and you know, for me, it's, it's, we're, we're shining lights. We're beacons of hope as the Lord, you know, works in us and through us. And so, um, with, with this daily devotional, there, there are all these different pictures of light Mm -hmm. that are, that are glorifying and beautiful and stunning. And, um, and just, how light changes things, mm-hmm. you know, when you can light a single candle, a teeny tiny candle in a dark room mm-hmm. and it illuminates everything. Maybe not like mm-hmm. a, you know, 10 lights in a room, but just the, the power of that mm-hmm. subtle illumination mm-hmm. is, is just so big. And, and I feel like as we look at, you know, soul care for women on the move is that we can be that light for another woman. We can be that, that just that flicker, that glow Mm -hmm. that says you're beautiful. You are talented and not the physical beauty that, yeah, that's great, but you're beautiful. Right. Your heart is beautiful. Your soul is beautiful and Mm -hmm. you're talented and you're brilliant and you're kind and you're generous. And we get to be that light. And so as the, um, as the devotional comes together, just to, just to think about the light and and the twilight and how powerful, even just a teeny bit, you know, even after the sun sets, there's still this beautiful glow. Um, and that's what we get to be to other people. Oh, I love how you tie that in. You've tied this all in so well. This is so in- intentional in its uh, thank you beauty and truth. Say, will you send me a picture of one of your sunsets? It doesn't have to be one of the thirty, but I would love to use it. Also, would you send yes. me a picture of the label uh, on your wine bottle? I would love to see it and use that in some fashion. Okay, I will do. I will do both of those. And the picture that I'll send you is uh, the sunset picture. Is sort of the cornerstone picture. It's the picture that'll probably be on the cover of the book. It's the picture that went out for the mail out invitations for wine, cheese, and the word. Okay. So I'll send you that picture. I just think it's stunning, and and it just it speaks to me. So I'll send Beautiful. you that, and then um, I'll send you. Um, I think I sent you a couple pictures of a couple bottles of um, the wine, but um, I'll resend it. Yeah, and I'll um, go back through. I just can't remember okay. off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. I think I did, but either way, I'll, I'll send you both of those. Okay. That would be wonderful. Arlana, you know, you are an inspiration. You are, you are, you know, doing the things that are that are on your heart. You're wanting to be so uh, caring and loving and kind and thoughtful to women and, you know, speaking life into them. And, and, and it's not even like you have to, you get to, and you, right. and you want to, and that's what makes you even more beautiful. You just, you radiate light. You really do. You always Thank have, you. you always have to me. And I'm, I'm so honored and glad that uh, you could make some time uh, out of, take some time out of your day to be a part of the podcast. Well, it was my honor and my joy. And I'm so excited that you are doing something that is your heart and special (laughs) and beautiful. 
and it just it resonates of who you are thank you um and it's just absolutely beautiful so i thank you for um for wanting to speak with me and um i look forward to seeing you sometime soon that sounds great and um yeah <laughs> and continuing on that sounds wonderful well thank you so much arlana you all right are, you're you cherished too. thank you uh, thank you all bye. right bye-bye bye Could you feel that sense of peace, of conviction, of strength after listening to our conversation? Arlana is someone you are safe with, no matter what. No judgment, just love. Meeting women where they are at and encouraging them. I loved hearing about all the things she's doing to care for others. I hope if you feel the nudge to do something, small or large, you'll have the courage to see it through. And guess what? It's okay if it doesn't go exactly the way you thought because you'll learn something and that's valuable too. Remember, Dorothy had it all along. She needed to believe in herself and you do too. Our website is unabashedyou.com. You can write us an email at unabashedyou at gmail.com. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all unabashedyou. And these can be found on our website in the upper right-hand corner, down at the bottom of the page, depending on your device. Join in. I'm grateful for likes and even more excited by engaging in comments on social media posts. Lastly, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to rate and review us there to help make us more discoverable. It really does make a difference. Women, I just invite you to see what's within you, what you had there all along and remember to become more of who you already are. And now our blessing. Everything I need to know, I learned from the Wizard of Oz. Imagination can take you anywhere, even over the rainbow. Sing the song in your heart. Enjoy the beauty of new places. Take care of your four-legged friends. Only bad witches are ugly. Ruby slippers are awesome. The yellow brick road leads to magical places. Make friends all along your journeys and use your brain. Persevere even when things are scary. Stand up for yourself and never give up. Courage takes many forms. A heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. All you really need is right there inside of you. And remember, there's no place like home. Amen. That was written by Linda Harris. Women, you know the charge. Be unabashed. Be you.